Hey everyone, this is Robert Jackson, and thank you for tuning in to the podcast. And today, um, I'm in a really good mood, as you can clearly tell. Um, and we're just gonna be, you know, starting off the work week. It's Monday, and I know people are like, uh, Mondays, I gotta go back to work. But, you know, as long as work is fun, like, you know, you can just make the best out of everything, even if you have a job. I'm not throwing shade at anybody, but anyone, but if you have a job that is not fine, like, the best thing that you could possibly do is, um, I mean, not put up with it, but just do the best that you can. Um, I'm, I'm literally about to sit here and say, well, if you have a job that sucks, then, <laughs> but yeah, anyways, um, with that little awkward intro out of the way, um, I have a guest in the corner with me once again, and, um, this actress has been in a lot of movies, films, and um, basically, I'm just going to let her just basically do the talking. This is Zoe Cher. Cher? God, here I yeah, go. Yeah, hi. Hi. Um, you know what? I don't know how to pronounce my last name, which is hilarious. It could be Cher. It could be Cher. I don't know. But I, I kind of like Cher because it sounds like. C H E R, like yeah, like the woman. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Zoe Cher works. Yeah, I'm just terrible with pronouncing last names. I've this is something yeah. that happens every episode. I'm not even kidding. It's no, like I get it. You know what? It's just kind of like my little bad luck. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> what can I do about it? But yeah, thank you so much for joining me. Um yeah. I'm just thank really you for having me. Yeah, and this is your first ever podcast, if I'm not mistaken, correct? It is. Yeah, I'm honored Ooh. to be on a podcast. On yes, your podcast. We're gonna, <laughs> oh, we're going to have some fun. So, <laughs> all righty. Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, yeah, so if you don't know, um, Zoe, like, I bet you probably are familiar with this website. Um, there's a great website that I'm probably going to, like, you know, plug right now called Acting and Voice Studios. Um, I've taken a few of their classes recently, and um, it's just kind of like, this is my way of, like, getting connected with a lot of folks and actors that have been working in the industry for a long time and learning about their journeys and, um, yeah, just doing the whole shebang. So, um I'm just going to let Zoe here just give a little brief bio about herself and what she's done, what she's known for, and just, you know, general, just shooting the breeze because now it is our little, like, we're just sitting down, we're hanging out, we're just getting a cup of coffee, or in my case, water and apple juice, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just sitting over there. But yeah, um, share a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned Acting in Voice Studios. I work for them. They're a great company uh, that hosts acting classes. Um, we have acting classes, casting director workshops, uh, 12 agent showcases. We have a lot to offer and it's mostly online. So it's been really amazing during the pandemic for people to be able to take classes online and they can live anywhere in the world and they don't just have to be in New York or LA. So highly recommend Acting Boy Studios for any actors in the world, really all actors, any actors. Um, I'm I'm from Hawaii originally. I, I guess I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about me. Uh, sure. I'm from Hawaii, I grew, I was born and raised on Oahu and I just grew up 
I mean, I feel like my story is very similar to a lot of other actors. I, I loved acting from a very early age. I was in all of my high school plays. I did speech and debate in high school. And I, I felt I, when I was younger, it was harder for me to have one-on-one -on -one conversations. But when I was on stage, it was like all of a sudden very easy for me to talk to an audience and to convey emotion. So it's definitely my form of an outlet, you know. Um, I, I was on Magnum PI, the show that was actually filmed in Hawaii. So that was very special to be on Magnum PI. Um, I've done a couple commercials out here in LA. I, so I've lived in LA for a couple of years now. I really like it out here because it's close to home. I, I went to an acting conservatory in New York right after high school. Um, and I loved New York, but I think the lifestyle for me was, it was too cold. And it was too, I didn't gain as much traction there in the industry. I, actors ask all the time, they ask, should I be in New York or should I be in LA? And I think my personal opinion is number one, choose the city that you like the best, you know, what lifestyle is going to fit you the best. Because if you don't, because if your, your, your lifestyle has to be grounded and sustainable in order to have a sustainable career. When I was in New York, I felt like my lifestyle really wasn't sustainable because I just, I couldn't get enough sleep. I don't know. It's just that, I mean, it was partially my fault. I should have, the whole time I lived in New York, I lived in Manhattan, but I should have lived in Brooklyn or somewhere with more space. So I wasn't cramped in a tiny space, but anyways, that's why the lifestyle here in LA is much more conducive to me. And I've also gained more traction in the industry here in LA. And I think it's partially due of just because I'm more compatible with uh, California in general. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, what else? What else can I tell you about me? Uh, I, 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 work with acting and voice studios. I'm also a yoga teacher. My end goal is to be, you know, obviously I want to be able to have my income be mainly from acting so that I, that I don't have to have side jobs. Um, but I, I still have a couple to keep me going, you know? So uh, yeah, I have, I have uh, both an agent and a manager here in LA. So it's, it feels um, it's very, uh, comforting to, to have representation and to sort of like, feel like you have some people in your corner, you have your team growing, you know? So, uh, yeah, so I'm happy with that. Um, what else did you, do you want to know more about like, me growing up and how I got into acting or? Sure, um, but before we get it, before we go there, um, we're gonna, um, I'm just gonna talk about like, you know, LA for just a moment because, yeah. Um, yeah, because I think before we actually started recording, I think you mentioned that you're in, um, like, I believe, 
I don't know if I could give out, like, you know, the location, but um, I'll just say that you live, like, nearby Dodger Stadium, <laughs> like, at least around the Echo Park, like, that area, yeah. Uh -huh. So I just wanted to ask, like, do you go to the, to watch games or, like, do you do anything, like, in your spare time if you're not working? Like, just to get the fun facts or just hobbies, just want to get that out of the way first before we Uh really -huh. Uh delve -huh. Oh, into yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. To be honest, I haven't been to Dodger Stadium yet. I need to do that. <laughs> um, but I love, I love Griffith Observatory. That's an amazing place. I haven't been in like over a decade, so Yeah. I've also been to the the you said the Griffith and I've also been to the Getty, like that's like Oh, yeah. in the west. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I've been there a few times, but like I said, so long. Um Northridge, all of that stuff. I haven't done it in like forever. I don't think I don't even remember when was the last time I've been over there, like out that way. It's Yeah. been years. Yeah. I've just been cozy in the orange OC area Yeah. of SoCal. Yeah. Yeah. I do go downtown every now and then, but yeah, you were saying I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's okay. I was just going to say one thing I love about cities is having so much entertainment right at your fingertips. I love museums. I love uh, my partner and I just went to the Titanic exhibition. Um, I don't know if you've heard about that, but it's, it's, it was very cool. It was, it's a traveling uh, Titanic exhibition and it has all these artifacts from the ship. It has recreations of the ship. Um, it, I mean, it's, it was really fun. I love the movie Titanic. And right after we had to come home and watch the Titanic because <laughs> it was, um, it was great. It was really great. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, definitely looking, I'll look into those sometime in the near future. Yes, definitely. So, yeah. Um, yes. So tell us about your childhood. Like, tell us about Hawaii, you know, going to New York, Los Angeles, you know, just pretty much your little origins, like your background. Um, and, you know, um, let me see if I can pull this up really quickly. Um, Yeah, so pretty much my question is just pretty much how you got started, um, what led you into this um, business and just growing up in Hawaii, just, you know, your childhood and just your overall surroundings of growing up on uh, the island of Yeah. the United States of America, let's just say that. So, yeah, paradise. So, yeah, your little story, backstory. What Yeah. is your life? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It it was great growing up in Hawaii. I I'm an only child. My parents have lived there most of their life. My mom's a massage therapist and my dad's an entrepreneur. He owned his own restaurant called Zoe's Cafe, actually. And he owned uh, a car. He was a car uh, engineer. So he owned his own car repair shop. Um, and yeah, I grew up going to school a couple minutes away from my house. And I, I guess I, I grew up watching movies with my parents. And I, when I was younger, I, I said, okay, I'm either going to be a veterinarian or an actor. And then, and then I saw a dead dog on the side of the road. 
And then I decided I don't want to be a veterinarian because I don't want to have to see dead animals. <laughs> um, so I've just been drawn to acting film ever since. And I, I was always drawn to behind the scenes, you know, whenever you get a DVD it, back in the day, it would have behind the scenes. And I loved watching all the behind the scenes and seeing the actors, seeing the director talk with the actors, seeing the process of the filmmaking. And yeah, there's just a real draw for me to it. So I knew by my senior year of high school, I knew that I uh, wanted to specialize in this. And I, I, there was a big back and forth for me between whether I should go to a, a four-year college and get my bachelor's or just go straight into an acting conservatory. And I decided I wanted to go straight into an acting conservatory so I could put all my focus and all my heart into it. Um, and I don't regret doing that. You know, a conservatory is not for everyone, but I don't regret it. I mean, it was two years of just constant performing, you know, every day in school, we would get up and perform. So uh, that just simply putting in the hours in that way, I think is really beneficial. Um, but you can do that in a conservatory or a scene study or however you want to. But I think it's just the, the practice and the consistency is really beneficial over time. And I, I was in New York from 20, 2016 to 2019. I During my second year of, of this conservatory, it was called the New York Conservatory for Dramatic Arts. If anyone wants to look it up, it's a great school. Um, during my second year of conservatory, I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I got, I was getting increasingly ill over a couple months. I was 18 and it started out with a stomach ache, but then it gradually got worse and worse. And so I went to the hospital and they thought it was appendicitis. So uh, when they did the surgery to remove my appendix, they actually found uh, a tumor and there was more, more damage than they thought. So I, I had to take a break from acting in the, in the middle. And I, I went home for about nine months to, I, I had to get chemotherapy and, um, and yeah, I was home for a while, but I, but I went back to New York and I finished my, my second year of conservatory and, um, and I'm cancer free today. So that's, it's been almost six years now. So yeah. Yeah. And that, that's been a, that's been a huge part of my, I guess, inspiration and determination because I really felt at the time I wasn't sure if I was going to survive it. And so now that I'm here and now that I'm alive, I just feel that I, I'm living on extra gifted time. And so I should take advantage of it as much as I can and, and pursue this thing that makes me happy. Um, and so, yeah, that's a big, big part of my reason why, of, you know, why, why not really? Um, but yeah, so I was in, so I finished conservatory and I was, I, I said, I said I was in New York until 2019, but it was actually 2020. I just realized I was there when the pandemic hit um, in March and that was wild. I'm sure everyone in New York can say that was wild to see 
to see the stark contrast of a couple days. Oh man! It was I, well, yeah, because you live you live in such a compact place with so many people. So you go outside and you see people walking around all the time, and then and then a couple days after these reports started coming out, all of a sudden you walk outside and there's no one out on the street, and there's and the the restaurants are closing down. They're only doing takeout. So um, that was really really wild to see but I at the time tickets from New York to Hawaii were $150 so I said you know what I'm gonna bail and I'm just gonna go home <laughs> because they had already put in a, a, a 30 day stay at home order and I was living in a tiny little apartment in Harlem and I just thought no way no way can I stay in this tiny shoebox for 30 days and then, of course, I had no idea what it was going to turn turn into, but um, I was glad that I was able to be home for that because it was a little e in Hawaii. It was a little, a little easier to be outside and go hiking and still, you know, uh, continue with a semi normal lifestyle. I think it was easier in Hawaii than it was on the mainland. So it was a little different here. It wasn't as easy, but. Um, yeah. And then I, and then I really, I started working with acting and voice studios in February of 2020, right before the pandemic, I was working with them in person, um, doing their classes in person. And then when the pandemic hit, um, when the pandemic hit all of their classes, they put them all online and they, they weren't sure how it was going to go but then all of a sudden their business was booming it was incredible because all these hungry actors who, who were stuck at home now had an ability to to work online and meet casting directors and meet agents and network with people and meet other actors so it was really a blessing for me I started um, I mean I started doing their online classes pretty much as soon as they started them around uh, April April of 2020. And it was just a blessing for me because I was able to continue meeting people. And, and for me, it felt very productive during, during a time where we couldn't do much. Right. So um, yeah, I'm very grateful for, for that company. And, and I eventually, um, you know, started making relationships with casting directors and agents. Um, and so in, in this, in early 2021, about February, March, I met my my agent that I'm still with now. And, you know, she said, if you if you want to move to L.A., that I'd be happy to represent you. And so I said, OK, yeah, I'll move. I'll be happy to move to L.A. So I moved here in July 2021 and I've been here ever since. Um and it's been great. It's been really good. I love being close to home. Like I said earlier, I think, especially for an actor, the lifestyle can be so unstable. You know, your business as an actor, you can't really guarantee anything. So it's really important for me to have a stable lifestyle at home. And, you know, so every everything else about my life is stable and together and the acting is Thing it's a little more uncertain, you know what I mean? Um, 
but so I feel very grounded being close to home here and I feel grounded having the sun and the ocean and all of that. Um, yeah, and I've been lucky. I have worked on a couple uh, thesis films with AFI uh, and CSUN and that's been great to be able to meet the up and coming filmmakers. Um, yeah, that's been really, really awesome. Um, and I booked, I booked Magnum PI when I was here in LA, it was very ironic, like very, not too long after I moved here, I booked Magnum PI and then I had to fly home and I, and I was only too happy to be able to fly home to, to work on that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, first yeah, I know. off, I'm, I'm sorry, I really threw a lot at you. So <laughs> I know, no, 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 that's totally good. It's all fine. Um, that this is usually what happens because that means I have a lot more material to work with. So mm -hmm. it's it's all good. Um, yeah. But yeah, congrats on everything. Like you know, booking the shows that you've been working on, and um, yeah, I guess with all all of this in mind, um, it sounded like your family was also really supportive of you. Uh, with your creative endeavors and you know it's just really nice to have like uh people who are your cheerleaders and yeah. they're just like yeah you know what just go for it um we'll be with you by your side 100 percent you got this you yeah. got something special in your kid <laughs> pretty much yeah. yeah i am so grateful for the support i have my parents have yeah. been very supportive of me. And I, and I, you know, I, I do have some friends who, who their parents aren't as supportive. And yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine how difficult that is because it's yeah. difficult to be an actor, even when everybody supports you, it's still very hard. And so to, to, to be an actor and to not have, you know, family support or friend support or whatever it may be, that's very challenging. You know, that person is, you know, we'll have to deal with, a lot. A lot oh, of absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So many hurdles, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's really interesting that like um finding your own path as an actor despite all of the the turbulent struggles and the uh obstacles that you face along the way. Like everybody goes through um hurdles and whatnot and um yeah, it's just the perseverance and persistence, like with your story, for instance, was very inspiring, which thank you so much for sharing. Um, I, it's just like, you know, if, if you're really that, if the fire is inside of you, if you're really set out to do this type of thing, then by all means, go ham. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah. Yeah, sometimes it takes a scary experience to... Mm -hmm. fuel you and to ignite you to ignite you to to do it to, to yeah. yeah oh boy i have a story of my own um like i too i was sick for a couple of years like stomach infection everything mm -hmm. um so i was not feeling well i was not emotionally well at the time so um yeah and then a few years later i started getting better and um i'm now <laughs> pretty healthy you know? Okay. So, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I was a skinny, skinny, skinny. Mm. I was a skinny kid growing up. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But speaking of like kind of kind of kind of sort of an awkward segue into like, you know, illness and whatnot. But yeah, oh my God. Since you mentioned New York, pandemic, oh my God, wow. Um back when it first started, because I remember too, um, so I had planned to do like in studio stuff, like going to like in studio like classes and workouts and all that good jazz which we'll probably share in a little bit but um outside of avs but yeah i had all of this stuff planted then like march like literally i think it was like the second or third week of march um literally that week everything just started closing people were panicking like i remember that um the toilet paper stuff and oh well, yeah that was yeah hilarious. that was like three years ago holy moly yeah. man yeah. but it's just it's insane just how far like just how much we've really like that we're still here and how much society had changed during these last three years is honestly kind of astonishing so um i wanted to ask you like um i know that you you were doing like a lot of like stage and theater and whatnot um I mostly do voice acting, but I'm just kind of curious, like, um, has your workload, like your lifestyle, has it slowed down? Has it like picked up since the pandemic? Because I know everyone's different. So what's your little, uh, I guess, experience with uh, going through the pandemic and COVID and all of this other yeah. nonsense that we've been getting these last few years, good Lord. <laughs> Work life specific to acting? Um, work life specific to acting and maybe yeah. your personal life yeah if that's cool with you yeah no we're going through historical times for sure mm -hmm. and my life changed pretty drastically i i would have never thought that i would be doing online classes i mean during the pandemic i was doing online classes every day um now i don't i now i space them out a little bit more but um yes i i actually did um, I did a virtual play over Zoom with 24-hour plays, which was very funny. We had the audition process before the pandemic, and then they let us know a couple months later that, okay, we're going to still go through with it and do the, these plays online. 24-hour plays is a great organization. You should definitely follow them on Instagram. Um, but my workload, yeah, I... Well, to be honest, I was still, I had finished school by the time the pandemic hit, but I hadn't gained as much traction in the industry as far as auditions. So I kind of, I did, I did, I did, I probably had maybe 50 to 75 in-person auditions um, in 2019, beginning of 2020 before the pandemic. So my experience of in-person auditions isn't as much compared to other actors who've been in this industry for a long time. Um, and so obviously everything transitioned over to self-tapes. I'm still, the 99% of my auditions are uh, self-tapes. I've had a couple callbacks that were in person, um, but for me, the initial, all of my initial auditions have been through self-tape and it, there are pros and cons. Um, I'm, I do get, I, I think it's, it's hard to really track it. I don't know if I'm getting more auditions now because I'm, I'm just 
more, I have more relationships in the industry, or if it's because it's all self-tape. So casting directors can send out more auditions and, and watch more auditions that, than they could in person. I'm not sure what it's due to, but um, my, my level of auditions has grown and, um, but my, my work, as far as booking goes, I'd say that's on a steady path. It hasn't grown significantly. I book, you know, a couple good paying jobs per year as of now. Um, but I'm definitely trying to grow that so I don't have to work other side jobs. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. Yeah. Does that answer your question? I don't know. That was kind of vague. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It kind of did. We'll just go with that. Um, So I think going back to what you said earlier, because you got, because you have like the persistence and the, um, the willpower to push through like anything that, you know, any obstacle that life throws at you. So, um, and it's really super important too. So um, I guess something that is sort of related to that, it's um, because you've done acting for theater and on stage and stuff. So um, but there's one other quality that I would like to mention, confidence. So how would you say that acting helped you gain more confidence? Um, like as an actress, as a human being, just how would you say that you gain more confidence um, after pursuing this for so long, doing actually doing this? My bad. Well, yeah, confidence. I think my opinion is that you 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 need to find the confidence within you before you i mean i think you find confidence with experience when you're in scene study consistently and you're over time you're building up a resume but my speech and debate coach he used to say the key to confidence is over preparation over preparation is the key to confidence. And I think that's so smart because when you do something a billion times, whether you're rehearsing a scene or you're just practicing an activity, regardless of what you do, the more often you do it and rehearse it and work with it and exercise it and play with it, you're going to get more confident in it because you know it so well. So I don't know if I've gained confidence from being an actor. I think I had to have some of that innately and kind of pull it out of me in order to audition and be an actor because yeah, you know, I hear some actors talk about how they they are they they get so nervous just to audition and and I think that that I that's totally relatable and it's totally understandable and everybody gets nervous, but you do have to get to a place where you know how to deal with it or you know how to work with your nervousness or your tension. And I think a part of the way of working with it is just simply just doing the work of going to classes and practicing and rehearsing and meeting new people and surrounding yourself with people who are better than you or more better in the sense of more experienced than you. Um, And then you'll steadily over time find your confidence. Um, And also, I mean, I'm a big, big fan of therapy. I think therapy is very helpful for everyone, um, for people who have low self-esteem or just in general, uh, therapy can be very helpful in, in finding 
maybe why you, you lack confidence or, or maybe you're overconfident or, you know, who knows, but, um, yeah, the key to confidence is over preparation for sure. So I try to keep that with me with every audition I do. And sometimes it's stressful, you know, it's like, I have to put, I have a limited amount of time to put as many hours into this as I can. And so you really have to set your life up so that you have that time, energy, and money uh, to do that, to put in the time to your acting and to prioritize what you want to prioritize. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the Audrey Helps Actor podcast. She's a great resource for, for uh, actors, other than, of course, this podcast is also a great resource. <laughs> but uh, Audrey Helps Actors, her name is Audrey Moore, and she's a a very successful actress um, and very successful podcast as well. And uh, she she talks about having the time, energy, and money to, to have the time, energy, and money to put into your career and to put into your acting career. Because a lot of us are working, we have two or three jobs on the side. And so we have to make an income while also pursuing acting. So yeah how what what do you, what do you need to do to have the time energy money and confidence to to audition and to make it work and to make it sustainable over many years because it is something i'm definitely learning is that this is a a lifelong journey you know i i and i'm committed to that because i love it i'm very committed to it um but it is something that you have to accept because maybe some people don't want it to be you know lifelong I don't know, but mm. yeah. Yeah. So my next, I think I've sent out like two separate questions, but I think I might just um, combine it into one, like Frankenstein it. So um, what are your favorite projects? I know you mentioned Magnum PI. So what is some of your other work that you would say that you're the most proud of that are some of your favorites? And um who would you also cite as influences, like people who inspired you, giving you inspiration, you know, just favorite people and favorite projects? Yes. So far. I have two main ones. Magnum PI definitely was one because it was super exciting to be on such a professional set working with professionals. I mean, that was amazing. Um, my second favorite was. I did a short film with my friend uh, and she was, she's really funny. She was great, but she wrote this script about uh, it was, it was about, it was between me and my partner who was a vampire. I love vampires. So anything with vampires, I'm all for it. Um, it was me and my fact. partner who was a vampire and my character actually had cancer because my friend as well is a cancer survivor. And so we, we bonded over this shared, uh, experience and in the script, basically my character is dying of cancer and my partner wants to turn me into a vampire to, uh, so that I don't die so that I can be immortal. And but my character doesn't want to be immortal. And so the whole short film is just this dialogue between the two characters trying to explore, you know, what's the most moral 
decision we can make and because you know they have two opposite points of views and they're trying to work together and and it also deals with cancer as well and that experience and how painful it is so that was an amazing project to be a part of because I it felt very personal to me and I think the the personal stories are usually the ones that are most impactful or most you know the more personal stories are the more universal they are the more people can relate to it so um yeah that was great and uh, uh to answer your second question uh influences well my favorite actress is Kate Blanchett I love Kate Blanchett she is amazing I mean every I mean her career that she's had is what I aspire to be the Curious Case of Benjamin Button is my favorite movie. And her and Indiana Jones, I mean, she just, every character she portrays, I think she's incredible. I mean, she played Bob Dylan. She literally played Bob Dylan, which is wild. She's this tall Australian woman and she transformed into small little Jewish Bob Dylan. And it was just incredible. I, it was just, she's really, really incredible. I love, I love actors who can transform. You know, Christian Bale is another great example. He is such, he just transforms, you know, he has so much control over his body voice. Uh, I mean, that there's real craft in that and being able to, and being able to transform yourself to know how and what to do i mean that's it's amazing yeah yeah <laughs> so alrighty. so i guess this is a good time to close out part one so join okay. us in part two part two part two as we discuss as we talk a little bit more about acting and then discuss fitness and yoga and you know other discussion topics like we could just geek out about stuff and yeah if we have the time for it so yeah this is the end of part one stay tuned for part two coming shortly and until then catch you later welcome back so last time we talked about your backgrounds and you know your experience working in like magnum pi and a bunch of other projects like you know your stage theater work and whatnot so um i guess what people what a lot of folks are curious about it's um like when they work in the industry, they're curious about like, oh, how do I, um, like, what's a good agent? Like, um, how do I see like representation or like, I don't know, just landing a good, getting auditions at work that are coming in. Like I know in LA it can get especially competitive. So um, I guess with for your case, I know that you had like, you're repped with an agent and you're repped with, you know, assistants that like, to help get to where you are today. So I guess I'm curious about what your process was. And um, I know you mentioned it earlier, but more like getting into the nitty gritty of booking an agent and um, landing like auditions and gigs and how to stand out from the thousand or so people that have auditioned for this one role. Um, so getting an agent and how to stand out from, you know, the other actors or, you know, the people in the biz. Like what makes you unique and stand out stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, those are big questions. We could talk all day about that. Totally. Well, talking about those are great questions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talking about specifically representation, 
there are two ways that you can get representation. One, you perform in a showcase or an agent sees you uh, in a show or a theater or film, whatever, an agent sees you and they like you and they reach out and you chat and you decide it'll be a good fit and they'll represent you. The second way to find an agent is to perform in a showcase or a show or film or theater or extrovert your talent and have someone see you and get a referral to that agent. Um, get a, a friend of the agent or manager or a director or producer or casting director or whoever it may be, or a referral from if you're if an actor friend of yours has an agent and they you have a good relationship and you, they think possibly you'd be a good fit with their agent. Um, they can refer you, but it is it it is challenging. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to uh, impress the agent because because I think what a lot of people don't acknowledge about agents is that when you start out, there I mean, well, agents are working for you for free. They're working for you for free to to submit you, and they only make money when you make money. So when an agent brings you on, they have to think you're good enough and prepared enough and have studied enough so that it's possible that they think you might book something or they think that you're capable of books, booking something. So you have to be in a really good place and really prepared to, to get an agent. Um, because yeah, it's really important to know that they are working for you for free and they only make 10%. When you book a co-star role, the co-star rate is $1,000. So the, your agent will only get 10% of that $1,000. So that's $100. That's all your agent's making. So they need to, and, and, it's, and it's impressive just to book one or two co-stars a year when you're first starting out, right? That's a big deal. And so, but for your agent, that's only, you know, maybe $200 a year if you're not booking anything else. Um, so your agent really has to believe in you and they really have to see potential. And it, there, there's definitely no right or wrong, but I do think that being as prepared as you can and studying the craft being in a scene study class. Um, I, I would suggest scene study classes in person. You know, online classes are great, especially for connecting with agents and, and casting directors. But when you're actually wanting to work on your craft, it's best to be uh, in person, working with props, working with a real body, a real person in front of you. Uh, and working off of their energy, you know, there's only so much Zoom acting can give you, right? It's, 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 it's a lot more, I think Zoom acting is a lot more challenging than in-person acting. Um, so that's, that's my thoughts on getting an agent. I mean, I've gotten, I've gotten very lucky and I'm so grateful for my representation now. Um, but I've also been pursuing this for about, I mean, I would say since 2019. So, 2019 was when I really started, you know, hitting the ground running. So I've had some decent time to, to work with people and meet people and get better. Um, time is definitely your friend in this industry. You know, the more you, the more time you have, the more opportunity you have to practice and meet people. 
Um, and also, you know, you may have already heard agents talk about this, but when you when you work with an agent, it's it's definitely a relationship. So a relationship in the sense of you have to sort of get along with each other or, or click with each other to work together. You know, it's kind of like the same, you know, if you date someone, you you need to go on a couple dates with them first to see if you like them and see if you can work well together. It's kind of similar to agents too. And sometimes agents will take you on without having you sign a contract and they'll just say, okay, we're just going to work together for the, for a couple months and see how it goes. And they'll submit you for projects and they'll see how uh, responsible you, you are, you know, are you meeting the deadline for all your, all your auditions? Are you, uh, are you dedicated to this? You know, cause they want to feel you out too, to see if you're on the same page. Um, and the last thing I'll say about agents is, to definitely try to extrovert your talent as much as possible, which is actually something that I'm working on as well, because I don't, I don't really have a large social media following. I don't, I don't post a lot on my social media, but I've thought about it a lot. And, you know, it can't, it can't hurt you to have an online presence. You know, the more people who are seeing you, the more people who are, um, uh, interacting with you the better you know and it's not just social media it's you know making your own short films and working on projects with your friends and and you know make making your own work and posting it on youtube or vimeo or whatever it is i mean i i congratulate you robert for doing what you're doing because you're it's a lot of time and effort that you put into these things and so and you're this is a way of extroverting your you your talent no I know idea. I know it's a lot <laughs> yeah 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 but so so yeah when you extrovert your talent there's just more more possibility for people to see you and for people to like you and like what you do and um yeah yeah <laughs> But it's tough. I remember when I just when I just finished school and I didn't have an agent and I didn't have any idea how I was going to get an agent. It's very scary because <laughs> you're because you're like ah because you know agents are very helpful. But you also want to be in a place where you're ready for that. You know you want to you want to have your self tape system down. You want to have your your technique. You want to have some type of technique ready to go so that an agent sees you and says, oh yeah, I can see that person on TV, you know, it's like our, I mean, you know, a co-star rate is a thousand dollars. A guest star rate ranges anywhere from like 8,000 plus. So you have to ask yourself, am I, am I, you know, am I ready to do work that's worth a thousand dollars for production? Or am I ready to do work that's worth $8,000, you know, and then you look at these, you know, you look at Leonardo DiCaprio and he, they pay him millions of dollars to do what he does. So, you know, are you in a place where you're ready to work side by side with someone like Leonardo DiCaprio or, or, you know, that that's really, that's, you know, the top of the top of the hill right there is actors like Leo. So, um, yeah, you have to be ready and prepared and 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 take the time to to enhance yourself and your craft. Yeah. 
So what are some of the workshops or classes that you would like to recommend to people? Any recommendations? Yeah. So Acting Voice Studios is great for networking. If you're yeah. in a place where you're ready to meet casting directors, meet agents, um, do showcases, Acting Voice Studios is the place. And there's a couple other good studios as well that are online like that. One-on-one -on -one is another option. Um, but I'm obviously biased towards Acting Voice Studios. Uh, it's a great, the owners are really lovely. They're, they're actors themselves actors and singers, uh, and it's a good company. It's a very, it's very good to its students and its workers. Um, so Acting Voice Studios, for sure, if you're ready to network. It depends on what region you're in. I can definitely give you recommendations for LA, but to be honest, if you live outside of LA, I would suggest Googling studios in your area. And then if you find an acting coach in your area, let's say you're in Midwest or something, if you find an acting coach in your area, then Google that acting coach and see what they've done. You know, a lot of acting, I don't really, I like to go to the acting coaches that are, that have done uh, a lot of work and have coached well-known actors, because to me that says, okay, they they have a resume, they have experience, there's a level of trust, you know, but there are some acting coaches out there who, who haven't done as much work and they will sort of market themselves as, as if they have. And then I, I don't really like that. I, I want to go to like the real deal. You know what I mean? So make sure you do your research and I'll give the LA recommendations in just a second, but this is just for the people outside of LA. Um, do your research on scene studies around you. Like I said earlier, I would highly suggest scene study in person, mainly because you need to know how to deal with props and things in your scene while you're working, while you're saying your lines out loud. Because we, when, when we work on, on self-tape too much, we're so used to sort of doing things under the camera and not using the actual props that once we go to set, for anyone who has experience, you know, being on set or being on stage, you know, you can learn your lines super well, but then you, the moment you go on stage and the direct and the director gives you something to work on, maybe you're making a sandwich or maybe you're cleaning something, all of a sudden this work that you have to do with your hand and your body, it get it trips you up when you try to work with your line. So you have to be really connected to the, the voice and the body and be able to work in that environment and use your body as a tool. Um, so scene study in person for sure. My LA recommendations, I have a couple. Howard Fine is the best in the world to me. You can look him up. He um, He's a celebrity coach. He coached Austin Butler in Elvis. Austin Butler has worked with him for a long time. Um, he coached Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman audition. Um, he's just, he's, he's great. And, and what I love most about him is that he has very affordable classes and he still teaches to anybody who wants to come to his class. He does in-person acting technique. He also does audition boot camp, which is online. Or it's, sorry, it's not called audition boot camp. I just <laughs> I called it that for some reason. But he does audition classes online, and those are great too because they're all um, self tape classes. Basically, he assigns you scenes, you tape the self tape, you send it in, and then you watch it over in class. And he 
and he redirects you and he works on it with you. Um, he's, I just have so much respect for him. He, he's, he was good friends with Uta Hagen, who is a well-known actress and acting coach. Um, so he's really, he's just totally the real deal. So if you're in LA, 100% recommend how the Howard Fine studio. Um, that's my number one recommendation. There are a couple other good ones. Uh, the BGB studio is really cool. Uh, that is spearheaded by Risa. Let me, let me get her name just so I don't say it wrong. Um, she's a, she's a casting director. Her name is Risa Brayman Garcia. And I believe I could be wrong. I believe she co-owns the BGB studio. I could be wrong, but I know she has a huge hand in the BGB studio. Um, so yeah, look that up. Uh, she's lovely as well uh she also has a social media presence so you can follow her on social media you can follow the studio see what classes they have um and the last one i'll recommend is john rosenfeld studio um that's I, to be honest i haven't worked with john rosenfeld but i do have a handful of friends who have gone to him and only have great things to say about him um so that's three things that's um and I can, I can email this to you too, if you want to write it in the notes or something, but yeah, Howard Fine, BGB Studio, and John Rosenfeld Studios for all the people who live in LA. And to be honest, now that we live in this new world, BGB, BGB and Howard Fine have online classes. So you can still, if you're in the Midwest, if you're anywhere, you can do those online classes with them too. So that's amazing that we're in that place where you know, actors outside of LA have access to the best acting coaches in America. Um, um, and what else I was going to say, uh, what else was I going to say? Um, there's a handful of self-tape studios that are helpful as well. They basically, you pay them to go into their studio and record you and read with you. Um, it does cost money, so it's not right for everyone, but it is a good resource if you want, if you have a big audition and you want your self-tape to look really good and have the lighting perfect and the backdrop and have a good reader, you know, that's, those are helpful too. Um, but those are my main recommendations. And of course, I'm just a big believer in doing your own research as well and, and seeing what you know, seeing which acting coach has done what and sort of gravitating towards the person who has the most experience. So that's really, that's, that's mostly what I do is just look for the people who have the most experience and then follow them and listen to them and see what they have to say. Because I think ha having the most experience and the, the resume to, to back it up says a lot to me. Totally. Yeah. Well, at least we're getting a lot of good resources. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I also wanted to mention, um, <laughs> sorry, uh, Audrey Moore as well. So the Audrey Helps Actors podcast, which I mentioned earlier, she has a website um, with resources as well, which is so helpful. She talks about acting classes. She talks about self-tape setup. Um, she is very helpful. So if you want another opinion on acting classes in LA, she's, she's a good person to look into too. So her website is called AudreyHelpsActors.com. Okay. So 
just out of curiosity, um, what is, so what are you currently like, um, watching or like, um, reading or just do anything that comes to mind, like media that you're, you're kind of like, you know, consuming either for acting or just for enjoyment. What are, what's something that you've been getting into as of late that you want to share with us? Oh, yes. I, my boyfriend and I have been binging The Last of Us on HBO. Man. And have you seen it? I, it looks so beautiful. I have not watched it. <laughs> okay. No spoilers. Please don't it, spoil it. I love, I love, love, love zombie shows. The Walking Dead is one of my favorite shows. I love, love, love it. I love apocalypse shows. Um, the Last of Us is fantastic. Um, I'm a big fan of The Handmaid's Tale. Love The Handmaid's Tale. Um, oh, The White Lotus, of course. I'm very, I'm, I'm kind of mainstream with my, with the shows that I watch. You know, I, I love HBO. So I watch a lot of I, I love uh, what HBO has to offer. Um, but yeah, The Last of Us and The White Lotus to me are my two two tops right now. Because uh, they're just, I didn't, I The White Lotus, of course, is a new concept by Mike White. Um, and I, who, I think Mike White is just incredible. He wrote and directed it. Um, have you seen The White Lotus? Um, I have not. I've heard nothing but great things about it. Yeah. It's just, he's just a genius with dialogue, circumstance, story, and it keeps you on your toes. And it's new. It's very exciting to get a new story that, you know, wasn't a book or wasn't anything. So I love The White Lotus. And The Last of Us, I I had never, I didn't even know the game existed. So I didn't know anything about it. Um, but Pedro Pascal is just incredible. I mean, riveting. So I, I actually, I have one more. There's the fourth episode just came out. So I'm probably going to watch the fourth episode after this. <laughs> um, Sounds like but, uh Yeah, those are the shows that I'm watching. What I, I, I love reading as well, but I, I, my taste buds are all over the place. I, I, I have been reading plays recently because to be honest, I haven't read a lot of plays overall. And Howard Fine is a big, all he says in his classes is just to read, 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 read plays, read books, read screenplays. He just really believes that to be an actor, you need to understand story and read a lot and inhale stories so that you have a good understanding of them. Um, and so because of him, I've been reading more plays. So I have a I have a, a link. I just read plays online or I I bring them to the library. Um, right now I'm reading a play called Fat Pig by Neil Labute. It was written in 2004. But plays, plays are quite nice to read because they don't take too long. Um, they're, they're, quite, they're quite short to read so you can get through them pretty quick. Um, yeah, those are a couple things that I've been ingesting. Yes. Yeah. I was just also saying earlier that like LA has some very um like another reason to move to LA is because of its you know gorgeous weather even though it does get pretty humid especially <laughs> during the summertime um but spring and fall are just always very nice I yeah. mean winter isn't too far fine I mean I I used to love summer but like after moving to like I think 
if you're closer to the beaches, I think it has that nice little sea breeze to it. But if you're like in the Orange County, Riverside, San Bernardino areas, um, like in the mountains and stuff, like, um, or no, 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 valleys, then yeah, it can get pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's one other thing that I wanted to point out. Like LA, the weather is nice and all, just be prepared for the traffic and the Oh, yes. Yeah, that's just want to point that out <laughs> before I forget. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about fitness, yoga, oh. and all that good stuff. Yeah, because that is something else that I'm also really passionate about. I do believe that fitness is good to keep your mind and body just healthy, whether you're doing like, especially if you're having like a long, sustainable career and um, you're doing, if you're going to get into this in the long run, because, you know, like having a, a healthy, like, you know, mindset and positive mindset, of course, like you mentioned therapy earlier and, um, you know, keeping yourself physically in shape can also be, um, it's a great way to alleviate to eliminate stress and anxiety or whatever it is that you might be feeling like low self-esteem. So yeah, share about your little journey yeah. into fitness. Yes. If you I, so I'm a yoga teacher and I'm so proud that I'm a yoga teacher. I love yoga. I actually, my mom was, my mom is a big yogi. So I grew up very familiar with it and, and stretching occasionally, but I actually got into yoga more passionately when I was sick, when I was going through chemo, because yoga was basically the only form of exercise that my body could handle. So it felt so, you know, I was quite cooped up a lot of the time. And so, um, having, being able to roll out the yoga mat and just do some gentle stretches really just saved my life for me. I love, I mean, I, I, now I crave the feeling of stretching, opening up the body and, and finding space. Um, but that's where it started initially. So that was in 2017. That's where my passion started for yoga. And I, I just, I, I love yoga because I grew up along with acting growing up. I was also on swim team, I did water polo. I, I paddled over the summers. I paddled in an outrigger canoe. So, um, a lot of water sports and I love, I love sports. And so, but the older I got, um, sort of intense, like hit workouts got a little more, a little harder on my body. And so what I love about yoga is that you can be gentle with it, but you can also, there's, there's a nicer balance. You can still challenge your body. You still, tone the muscles, finding strength. Um, but at the same time, it's not as intense as say Barry's boot camp or something like that. Even though I love Barry's boot camp is cool too, but, um, it's just really, it's, it's just great, great balance for the body. So anyways, I, I became a yoga teacher earlier in spring of 2021 and I teach at hot eight yoga here in California. So if you're in LA, you can come take a class with me at hot eight. Um, I see. But you. Yeah. What? Oh, I was like, yep. I see. Yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, take a class. I think movement 
is very important. I mean, we, we can talk about yoga itself, but then I can also talk about yoga and movement for actors. Um, yeah. I think movement and connection to the body is high priority for actors. I mean, in conservatory, you, you have acting class, voice class, and movement class. So all, all acting conservatories include movement class because you have to have a connection with your body. You have to have a, an understanding of what your body's doing, what your physical behavior is. And, and a way to do that is through movement exercise yoga, uh, a technique called Alexander technique, which is taught at a lot of different, it's taught at Juilliard, a lot of different conservatories. Um, and it's, 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 yeah, I think the main purpose is to gain control over the body, gain connection. You look at actors who have done roles where their body completely transforms. You know, I'm thinking of Daniel Day-Lewis in, in Lincoln, you know, his, the way he held his body in that movie was, I had never seen him hold his body like that before. He also did my left foot as well. So he, he's another actor who's just incredibly transforms amazingly. Meryl Streep as well, you know, the way she holds her body in Sophie's Choice is very different from the way she holds her body in Mamma Mia. So you have to have a control over your body and your voice so you're aware of how you're coming off to the camera. So anyways, I'm I just said all that just because I believe that yoga is a is one one way to connect with your body. You know, it's, there's a lot of different techniques you can use. Yoga is one way. I get up in the morning and I stretch every day because uh, it just sets me off on a better better day. Um, and yeah, and I I also because of my health history, I really prioritize my health. And I mean, I think everyone should. Um, but you know, you only have one body, so you want to take really good care of it. And um, yeah, yeah. And then yoga in general, uh, for anyone, or sorry, did I answer that? <laughs> sorry. Yeah. yeah, you can continue okay. going. Okay. Um, I guess speaking on yoga and fitness outside of acting, yeah, there's in, well, in LA, there's a lot of teacher trainings that you can be a part of. Um, it really just depends on what aligns with you. You could also be a physical, uh, like a physical trainer, fitness trainer. Um, there's a lot of different options, but California is a good, a great place to be for that because they're, because there's, yeah, there's a lot of fitness Pilates studios here, a lot of gyms. It's very popular here for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so I know you stretch and do like workout routines. So I'm just wondering what are actually, um, if you could demonstrate or show just some, at least breathing or at least some exercises oh, yeah. that you do. Personally. Yeah. What's your Definitely. Process? Yeah. I have one breathing. Well, I, I have, I have two breathing techniques I can share with you. Um, and I actually, this is a great point just to say, because I've been thinking about posting more on my social media, posting okay. like, like different movements uh, for actors that they can take in on their prep. Um, so you're inspiring me a little bit here with this, with these ideas. Uh, 
but um, <laughs> I'll give you two breathing techniques. So one is very popular in, in Bikram yoga. It's a style of yoga. You bring your fingers together and lace your fingers together and put your knuckles under your chin. And you try to, I'll try to lift up a little bit. You want your elbows to touch like this. So your, your knuckles are under your chin. You're trying to bring your elbows to touch. You gaze up towards the ceiling. As you gaze up, you inhale. So inhale, gaze up. Exhale, turn your gaze down. And as you turn your gaze down, you lift your arms up to come to the side of your face. And when you're doing this, you're gazing down. You're also doing this standing. So when you're standing, your knees are slightly bent, pulling your navel to spine, relaxing the shoulders. Um, but yeah, so you do this, I would say do this maybe eight to 10 times. And the point is to fill up your lungs so much that as you're gazing up towards the ceiling, you're inhaling, 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 you're completely full of air and exhale, push all your air out, your arms come up. And it's, you'd be amazed by the effects on the body. You do that eight to 10 times and your head space is, you're in a completely different place. You're much clearer, you're much grounded, you're much more in your body. Because I mean, there, there's a lot of science behind uh, breathing correctly. And I'm not an expert on it at all. But I do know that breathing techniques are used very frequently on with people with high anxiety. And when they actually because we're so used to shallow breathing, you know, keeping the breathing up here in the chest, or we're on our phones, and we're distracted, and we're barely breathing, and we're not getting enough oxygen to our brain, and that affects us. So knowing how to breathe deeply and knowing how to pause and meditate is very helpful, not only for mental health, but for how you function as a person, as an actor. So that's one technique. You do that eight to 10 times, gaze all the way down and exhale, gaze up. It's super nice. Um, the second one is you, you inhale through one nostril, exhale through the other. And the way you do that is you put your middle finger to your forehead, your ring finger closes the right side of your nostril, inhale through the other side. So you inhale and close both nostrils, hold it for two seconds and lift up the other side, exhale through the other nostril. And then you inhale through this nostril, close, hold, exhale through the other. I've never demonstrated that before, so I hope that showed through. But the point is to, you're accessing the right and left brain as you inhale and exhale. And it's just, it's another way to calm yourself. This would be a great thing to do um, if you're on set and you're nervous, a great thing to do before you audition or before you self-tape. Um, it's just a great way to center yourself and ground and quiet. I usually do that before bed, actually. It really helps me calm down. Sometimes I get anxiety before bed, you know, when you like you lay there and you think of all the worst possibilities that could happen. <laughs> yeah. So, so I like to, <laughs> Robert's like, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, breathing through the nostrils is just a great way to calm your brain, calm your mind and calm your body. Um, and I, and I do that. I probably do each nostril maybe five times each. So 10 total.
and that's another. And you you can do those exercises as many as you want, uh, like as many times a day as you want, or once a day. It's really up to you. Um, yeah, there's there's one more that I can share that's popular. Okay. Um, it, it'll be quick for me to explain. It's it's called four seven eight. All you do is you, you can sit, stand, whatever you want. You inhale for a count of four. So inhale, one, two, three, four. Hold for a count of seven. So you hold your breath for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And exhale through your mouth for a count of eight. Exhale, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then you go back again, you do the same thing. Inhale, four hold seven, exhale eight. And you do that five times in a row. There's a lot of great breathing exercises out there. So you find what works for you and the benefits are amazing. That was amazing. I actually have not had like somebody demonstrate like exercises on the podcast. So oh, yeah, um, doing awesome. something new. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this okay. is the first. <laughs> I love that. Good. Yeah, probably something that I may start doing more often. So thank you for, yeah. you know, the inspiration. <laughs> the, it's really helped me. And so yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I would love it if it helped you too. Yeah. Yeah. I like doing it on social media. Like that's a great idea. So yeah. I'd say do it, you know, do it. I know totally. You're inspiring me. I should. Yeah. Yeah, really make videos, just tutorials and stuff of like, you know, breathing exercises. Yeah, that would be so helpful, seriously. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'll have to write that down. Yeah, new ideas. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but it is really cool that you've demonstrated, you know, all of this exercise and yoga stuff and um, yeah, how it helps with a positive mindset. Like, you have no idea how much of a, it makes a huge difference, like five, 10, 30, however long you do it, it really can make a huge difference. Yeah. Whichever mood that you're currently in, like it really, really, really does. And Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I know that it's definitely helped you. Um, like I think sometime after you've had the chemo, the cancer stuff. So, mm -hmm. you know, like I commend you, like that's just, you know, I just admire your bravery for sharing that first off because oh. like whenever i do these it's like i just usually talk about like you know the the generic boring stuff you know like how did you do that but no like getting real with the audience and just sharing about like our own personal experiences with an illness and you know it's like mm -hmm. something that's we kind of do need because it's like it's therapeutic in a way i guess that's also you know therapy can count as therapy it's like you know um talking about our own personal like you know um the challenges that we go through in life and just um just sharing it in such a thoughtful and constructive matter it's like yeah that's that's courage so i really do appreciate that oh thank you thank you very much i Anytime. appreciate it yeah, so we're going to stop part two because now we're going to go into part three, which is going to be the final part of this really fun conversation. So um, stick around until then. And um, yeah, as always, um, 
Stay awesome, y'all. I'll see you in a bit. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So we're here with the last part of this um, two hour long discussion. So, I mean, I really enjoyed doing this um, and I hope to do more of these sometime in the near future. So, you know, fingers crossed. But anyways, um, there is one question that I actually did. I meant to ask like earlier, this kind of goes into the fitness aspect, but um, let me see. Since gyms are opening back up, like, is it recommended, is it better for you to go to like a public gym or work out from home? What's your two cents? Yeah. yeah. I think it depends on how comfortable the individual is. I personally am comfortable going back in to an in-person gym. I like the community and the environment in a gym. Uh, I'm a little more motivated to work out with other people. So that's why I, I prefer to go in person. Um, but most gyms and hot at yoga as well, they all have their own, um, uh, you know, they're doing everything that they can to keep it safe and uh, clean. So I know, I know, I know hot at yoga um, does request your vaccination card so that they know that everyone's vaccinated. Um, and I'm pretty sure that a lot of other gyms are doing that as well. So depending on the, the individual's uh, comfort level and what they need to feel comfortable, um, you can ask the gym or the yoga studio what they're doing to ensure that everyone's safe. And most of them, I mean, the biggest companies will definitely have uh, a system in place so that it's uh, safe for everyone. Yeah, because it's also the same as like somebody who is comfortable with a personal trainer or mm -hmm. if they're just, you know, okay, just doing it completely on their own, like independently. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, your gym fitness journey is, is independent and, you know, you have to sort of feel what you prefer and what you feel best doing for sure. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Um, let me see. And, um, yeah, since we're kind of almost approaching the end of this, um, so let's talk about what you've got coming up in the near future. So um, any plans that you wish to discuss, any upcoming projects, anything that you're going to do, um, workout videos, you know, yeah. we can kind of discuss that. But yeah, anything else that we can look forward to and we can expect to see from Zoe? I love that. Yeah, thanks for asking. Well, there's a couple things. I just signed the new manager in December. And Manager. I really, really like her. I, I really, we, we clicked instantly, which was amazing. I mean, I, that doesn't happen all the time with me. So, so I, I'm very excited for this year to see uh, what we work on together. I'm very excited for that. Um, and I will, I, yeah, no, this is totally inspiring me because I've been thinking about it for a long time of how I want to to post more on social media and be more active and to, to extrovert myself a little bit more too. You know, I gotta, I gotta practice what I preach. So, um, I definitely have some ideas of stuff that I want to post. I'm, I'm thinking it'll be, I'd love to navigate a social media page that has to do with acting and yoga, the combination together. So it could possibly be videos about either possibly helping actors and 
giving advice or like just uh, like like we did earlier doing demonstrations of different breathing techniques, different movements that they can do in the morning to help ease anxiety or to help ease them through auditioning and, and just life in general, really. Um, so that's one of my main goals this year. Um, and the last thing that I'm excited for is I've never, I've never written my own script. And so I wrote that down as one of my, uh, you know, new year's goals for this year is to write my own story, write my own script, whether that be, it'll probably be a pilot, like a TV script in 30 pages. Um, and I'm really excited for that. I have a couple ideas. Um, I, I won't share them here yet, but um, I just have a couple things that inspire me and I think could potentially be really fun. And I think it's so good for actors to, to write themselves and to understand the writer's perspective. And I've, I've definitely read a lot and I love reading, but I, I haven't written very much. So I feel like I need to, I need to experience the writer's journey and draw from my own uh, life experiences. Uh, and yeah, another way to express myself through writing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so um, <laughs> having a manager, is it like with the same advice that you gave for like um, booking an agent, does it also apply with manager as well? Or is it? I would say more? so. Yeah. I met my manager in a showcase, which was amazing. Yeah. I actually, I did, I did cold email her before I met her in the showcase, cold email, meaning I emailed her personally without having known her before. Um, and people have different opinions on that. Some people say, yeah, you know, if you have something important to say, email them. Some people say, don't email them unless you know them. Um, it's, it's a, it, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have a strong opinion on it. I think that actors have to do what they have to do. So if a part of that is emailing somebody to let them know that you exist and show them some of your work, I think that's totally valid. You know, um, you gotta, you gotta find your way to connect with people somehow. I guess the only advice I would give is that if you do email them without having met them before, make sure you're emailing them something that is uh, significant such as something that would be significant would be, oh, I just booked a short film or I just got new headshots. Um, I'm, I just got, well, I just got new headshots and I'm in the scene study program and I'm really, I'm doing X, Y, and Z to improve my career, you know, whatever it may be. Some, something substantial that they can, that they can receive and go, okay, that's interesting. You know, I'd say that that's a general good rule of thumb, but um, yeah, I met her at a, at a, a manager showcase and uh and then she reached out to me so that was amazing um yeah yeah and so I, I yeah I think you need to approach it the same way as you approach sort of relationships really which I know is really frustrating but it's just you know you gotta let it happen in an organic way and and hope that there's a connection with with the representation and the more you do showcases, the more you extrovert yourself, the higher possibility you have of 
connecting with representation. And there's also, I mean, I don't know if you already know about this, but there's a thing, if you, do you have Actors Access? I think I have an account, I'm not okay. I'm quite sure. Well, yeah. on Actors Access, they have a, a, a what's it called, a, a service, um, I think it's about $30 a month, where you, they send out your information to agents and managers. So you, again, it's kind of like a pay to play thing, but I do have friends who've gotten representation from that. It's called Talent Link on Actors Access. So I, yeah, you pay $30 a month and they send out your headshot, resume and reels to all the agents that are signed up on Actors Access. So um, that's a great resource. Another great resource for finding uh, representation, Acting in Voice Studios just started. I don't know if you've seen that on our website, but we've just started having our own service, very similar to Talent Link, where you can either, you can choose to pay just for one month, or you can choose to pay for a year, but you basically give them all your materials that you want shown to agents and managers. And then Acting in Voice Studios will then send out your information on your behalf to the uh, agents and managers in that area. And you can do it in the New York area or the LA area. Um, and I think that's super helpful because it's just another, we can do it for one month and see, see how it goes. Um, but it, it's helpful to have, to have someone sending out your information on your behalf is great because then you're kind of, you're, you're not having to put yourself on the line of like emailing them and saying, hey, you know, whatever. You're just kind of letting a third party refer you to them almost. So that's very helpful. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So any advice you want to give to anyone out there who have similar passions or aspirations to do what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things in my head. First things first, I think that you do have to have a nice little conversation with yourself and, and, and ask yourself if you want to do this in the long term. And if you do want to do it long term, then fabulous. Then you're going to have a fun life ahead of you. If you don't want to do it long term, then maybe it's not the right career choice for you. Um, and really ask yourself why you want to be an actor. You know, like, what do you get out of it? What do you... What is it? What does it give you in return? Because because you have to find some joy out of the process, or else it's going to be really hard. Because if you're just waiting to 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 book a show or book something, then it you're it's not you're not it's not reliable to book. I mean, even myself. I mean, I I haven't booked consistently in a while. You know, I'll get some lucky patches of time where I'll book, but it's still nothing, nothing is reliable or consistent for me yet. I'm hoping one day things are, but then you hear famous actors in interviews talk about how they appear to be in such a stable place in their life. And, and yet they win an Oscar and then they're not sure if they're going to ever work again because they don't, because no one has been calling them, you know? So, so it's a wild odd career. Um, I love it. So you really have to love it. And you have to find a community of people that you 
enjoy acting with. And yeah, you just have to love it. I know that that sounds really trite and sort of over said, but I think it's true because for a while, you're not going to get a lot of monetary pay, you know, you're not going to get any financial rewards for most of us for a while. So you have to really be in it for, for things other than the money. And I'll, I'll, you know, just a couple more things. Um, and I think you have to be really curious uh, about learning new information and, you know, doing what you're doing, Robert, and interviewing people and asking people what they're doing, what the process is, and and finding actors that are more experienced that you can, you, where you can ask them information and 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 learn from them, and then and then you progress, and then they progress, and then you you know you you certainly want to build your momentum and and listen to podcasts and watch interviews and watch movies and just be really curious about what you can do to to advance your career and advance your craft and um be a be a forever student you know um never stop learning yeah exactly yeah um yeah is there anything else about I feel like I could I feel like I could talk on that for a long time but I also I don't want to repeat myself um any advice I give and just I don't know just really love yourself because it's a really hard industry and so you have to have a lot of self-love and self-forgiveness and be able to move forward even in the, even when people are telling, you no, you know, I say I, something I say in my yoga classes, my motto is the cure to depression is movement and object in motion stays in motion. So if you can continue moving forward, you know, if, if the worst thing in the world can happen to you, but you can still find a way to get up in the morning and go down the street to the coffee shop and buy yourself a muffin or do whatever you need to do to make yourself feel good, you know, do that. Just, just find a way to move forward because movement is the key for me to finding joy and, and pushing forward and, and, and going after your purpose and going after your goals and your dreams, um, having a very clear, vision of what your goals and your dreams are will help you with um your determination and your your life force yeah it's good <laughs> yeah it's a good question i'm so happy to be here by the way i'm really happy to be here and, and discussing these things because I, I find a lot of uh, I find a lot of joy out of talking about these things and sort of fleshing out fleshing out these problems or challenges or life things. You know, it help it really helps me to sort of understand it. You know, and I, I I'm a big podcast person too. I love listening to podcasts. So um, yeah, I'm just really thrilled to be on here. So thank you. <laughs> Yeah, anytime. So you can 
like do some more self plugging or promoting oh yeah whatever like um just anything else that you want to discuss that you want to get out there and yeah yeah well everyone is welcome to follow me on my social media,
show them so they get a sense of who you are. Um, I personally don't post self-tapes on my Instagram. Um, I know some people who do. I just personally, well, Audrey Helps Actors has a whole uh, self-tape May challenge that I've considered doing, but um, I don't know. There's a level of privacy that I want to keep with my self-tapes. Um, maybe just for the maybe just for self-tape May, maybe I'll, maybe I will adjust and make it private or something. I don't know, but I don't, I don't tend to post my self-tapes up and I'm not sure why, but I guess it's just maybe for privacy reasons. Um, but yeah, you have to, I have to learn how to make reels. I have to learn how to invite the audience in. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a skill set that I need to learn as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't believe I didn't ask you this, but what led you to become a yoga instructor and starting this, you know, classes and all this with, other stuff? With yoga? Yeah. What led you to become an instructor? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mentioned earlier, I was drawn to yoga when I was sick. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I loved it then. And I, I you know what? I, the woman who uh, did the teacher training, she, I met her through a wild set of circumstances, but I ended up realizing we had mutual connections and she actually knew my family. So when I met her, we kind of had this crazy meeting and I thought, oh my God, you're amazing. And she, the instructor was actually, um, it's yoga bar is what I, is what I teach. Uh, so B-A-R-R-E, that's like ballet bar. So it's a fusion of bar with vinyasa yoga. Um, but she, this teacher, she has been doing this for 40 years. She's in her, she's 68 and she's just absolutely ripped. And she's like a guru, basically. She's a yoga guru. And so when I met her, she was honestly a, a large draw for me because I she was so she was so wise and she knew so much and I felt that if I learned from her I would be getting the best uh the best of the best so that's really what what drew me to it and you know what it's a great side hustle it's a great side hustle on top of being an actor because I get to meet new people I get to you know make money by doing something I love um yeah, that's probably I should have probably just said that in the beginning, <laughs> mainly to to to, you know, be able to do it and make money uh, with it is is amazing to be able to make money with something you love. That's the dream. So um, and I felt that I mean, I've been practicing for seven years now, so I feel I feel qualified to teach. I definitely have a confidence in my knowledge of yoga. Um and so I felt it was just the, it was definitely the right time. And it was something that had been in the back of my head for a while. Yeah, man, I could just, I could just ask more questions about like positive mindsets, <laughs> positivity, learning to, you know, loving thyself. And, you know, yeah. we've already been, we've been talking, we've been gushing about that throughout this entire like recording. So it's yeah, like, yeah. what new, what else, <laughs> what can we add to it? You know? <laughs> I know I like to be a positive person I think yeah. life is a little easier when I'm positive when I uh, you know I think I think daily affirmations both. are great yeah. you know yes what you what you 
think in your mind translates into reality. So if you think, you know, if you think negative thoughts, like I'm a loser, I'm no good. I can't, I can't do anything. Then that's going to then get ingrained in your body and in your life point of view. And then you're kind of going to slowly evolve into that because that's what your brain is telling you. But if you're saying things like, I am lucky, I am talented, I'm a hard worker, I am, I am destined for something great. You know, if you, if you have those sort of mantras in your head, then your body will the same thing. Your body will sort of become that and you will evolve into that over time because your, your mental thoughts are everything, I think. Yeah, what's your personal affirmations? I love, I am lucky. I love that one because, well, I, and I do feel I've been very lucky in my life. Um, I'm lucky with my family. I'm lucky with my health. Um, and it makes me feel good because, you know, sometimes I get into ruts of think of like, nothing's going my way. And I'm like, dang it. I just, I want, I want X, Y, and Z, but it's not working out. What am I doing wrong? Blah, blah, blah. And so I get, I get in this rut and uh I don't like being in, in stuck in a rut you know so so I love I am lucky I love I am loved I am worthy anything to make me feel like I'm capable you know, I think I think especially in this business you need to be able to feel like you're capable of doing and achieving your goals and you just, you have to force yourself to love yourself and believe in yourself because you can't count on other people to believe in you in the beginning. You know, you have to, you have to find the fuel within you first. Um, yeah. And it can be, it can be a little challenging, you know, it can be daunting this business because it's a, it's a big business and there's, there's a lot of people and there's a lot of there's a lot of production companies. There's a lot of producers. There's a lot of, it's a big bit. I mean, it's a small world, but it's also a big, a big world. You know what I mean? When people say it's a small world, yeah, it is. But there's also a lot of people in it and there's a lot of businesses and there's a lot of um, opportunities. And so it's easy to feel overwhelmed or daunted by it for me. And so I have to really focus and say, okay, I am capable. I'm capable. You know, because the way I look at it is, you know, someone has to make another movie. Someone has to cast another actor. You know, there's always going to be work to do. So why, why shouldn't it be you? Why shouldn't it be yourself? Yeah, it really is a small world, especially since you find people who are really passionate and they love like pop culture, like neat, like nerdy related stuff. So it's like, you know, we get to gush about like our favorite show. So like I said, small world yeah. and um, yeah, making connections too. I think if I were to give a thank you to actors acting a voice studio, I think that's kind of how we both just kind of, you know, corresponded and got connected and stuff. So yeah, yeah it's just kind of like, for me personally, I think my affirmation or mantra is like, um, I actually have four. It's um, be confident, be grateful, be be brave. 
be courageous and just be humble. Those are yeah. kind of my big four to be's. <laughs> to be or not to be, that is the question. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me see. Um, yeah, this has been a lot of fun. Wow, I was not expecting, yeah, to have such like, you know, a deep, profound conversation like, you know, today. So I guess I kind of needed this because, you know, I'm just always down to meeting new people and just, you know, um, catch up and, you know, do all this great stuff that I do for the podcast, which is, you know, this is what I do. So thank you for joining me today. I think it's I really great. It. I think it's, yeah. I think it's awesome what you're doing and I really respect you and your, you know, just, just to have the, the energy and the, the passion for doing podcasts and interviewing people. It's really great. I mean, you're going to, you've probably acquired a, a big skill set just from doing a podcast and, Seriously? and yeah. yeah, no, it's a podcast is no joke. It's a lot of, it's a lot of time. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so for LA in particular, um, I know you've been here for a little while. So, um, do you feel like you kind of would want to be here? But I mean, I know this is, um, where the, where the big, that's kind of where a lot of the big stuff, you know, the big boys are at in Hollywood. So, um, do you find it to be like your permanent home for the rest of your life or is there like, actually, let's talk about like, you know, your dreams, like your, I know you talk about your end goal, but what are some of the, like, how, where do you see this journey? Like, where do you see yourself in the next few years? Or like, yeah. I don't know, just, um, is being here like your ultimate, like, this is kind of where you're set for the rest of your career? Or did you have anything else that kind of has been sort of circulating in your mind? Uh, while you've been here for, because you came from Hawaii and then you went to New York and now to LA. So what, what do you got? What's in store? That's a great question. That's a great question. Yeah. yeah. My, my ultimate dream and goal is to be wealthy enough to have a home in California and also a home in Hawaii. I would love to lit, to go back and forth. I would also love to, um, be able to travel a lot, whether that be for work, for acting, um, or just for personal fun. That's a huge, I love traveling. Um, but my, my, my goal is to be an actor. I mean, I want to be an actor for the rest of my life and I'm, I'm trying to set up my life so that eventually within the next couple of years, I'll have more momentum and more traction in the industry so that I can just focus on on working here in Hollywood yeah yeah but I also we, love Hawaii so I'm I'm manifesting booking more in Hawaii too I mean that would be great because I be love awesome. I love my home I love my home yeah yeah that'd be so cool <laughs> yeah um yeah, we could just talk about LA and, you know, the struggles and the, you know, everything about, like, if you ever wanted to sightsee or visit here, like, it really is nice. Just save up. That's all. I'm, that's all I'll say. Save up. Yeah, expense. Yeah, oh, saving yeah, up. Yes. Especially if you yeah. want to move. Oh, <laughs> get into it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, but, it is very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's another good topic is as an actor, you need to be moving. Yes. Uh, stable and financially together enough so that you have the money to move out here 
and and you have the money to buy headshots, buy your acting subscriptions to Actors Access, casting networks. Um, yeah, you have the money to have self tape equipment. You know, it's 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 an expensive industry to be in, and so you have to have your finances in order. It's really important. Yeah. <clears throat> so um. I guess that just about wraps it up. So yeah. um, I hope that like, you know, you continue to work, continue to work. I really hope that your career definitely takes an uphill trajectory, probably for watching this podcast. So that's something <laughs> to show to your, <laughs> to your folks. Yeah, um, check her out, she's awesome. But anyways, um, would you like to do an outro for the podcast? Oh, an outro, what do you, what do you mean? Oh, like, like a closing, like, hi, my name is Zoe. I've been in so-and-so-and-so. I do this. And you're watching or listening to the Station Square podcast. Oh, cool. Just okay. as a closing bumper. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Okay, yeah, I'll try one. Um, okay, right now? Oh, yeah, right now. Do it now? Okay. Yeah, live. Wait, oh, and it's, and you're watching Station Square podcast. Is that what it is? Yep. Hi, I'm Zoe Schur. I'm an actor and yoga teacher here in LA. You're watching Station Square podcast. Yep, that was pretty good. And where can people find you on and what have you done? Just as a quick recap. Oh, yes. Uh. You can check out my IMDb. I've been on Magnum PI. I've done a number of commercials here in LA. And you can find me on my Instagram at Zoe Tries Society. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I guess we can like quickly get into the commercials just really quick as just a okay. last minute. Yeah. Oh, the commercials? Yeah. The experience of working on those. Like, yeah. What you mention, yeah. That was really fun. Um, I won't mention who I did it for because I just did a, I just had a conversation with someone about this and how like, it, it's kind of weird. I'm not sure about it. I haven't formulated my opinion yet, but apparently like sometimes if you tell people the commercials you've done, then then casting will see you in a certain way. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with it, but anyways, the commercials was a great experience, but I did the commercials when I was still non-union. So I, if I just, I just joined SAG a couple months ago. Um, nice. and if, yeah, I'm sure, you know, you know, doing a commercial versus, uh, doing a commercial non-union versus, versus doing it, uh, as SAG is a, a vast difference in how you're paid. And I'm a big fan of SAG because I just believe in, you know, SAG is what makes this, this career uh, sustainable because you're actually, they fight for you getting paid the right amount of money. And so the commercials that I did were awesome and I had a great experience um, and I have actually nothing to complain about them. Um, but I'm very, very excited to be in SAG now and go on more commercial auditions for SAG commercials <laughs> because 
SAG commercial is a much more uh, lucrative journey, I guess. Yeah. Oh man, Sagatra. That'll be a discussion video for another day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot that goes into SAG. Yes. There's so much. But anyways, um, you can just say your final farewells or last words to, you know, to end this. And yeah, yeah we should be good. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me. I hope everyone enjoyed. I had such a great time chatting with you, Robert. It was great. Thank you for all your questions. You're really sweet. You're awesome. Um, yeah. Feel free to check me out on Zoe Tries Society on Instagram. You can also check my IMDb out, just Zoe Sher, Z-O-E, last name S-H-E-R. Thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you all for watching. Stay tuned next time on Station Square. This is Robert Jackson, signing out of here. And until then, have a good one, folks. And yeah, catch you later.